it comes to a point where you can only distract yourself from like how you're actually feeling by just helping everyone else. It comes to a point where you kind of have to look in the mirror and be like, okay, like I love this feeling of helping everyone else, but like, am I okay? You know? Hey everyone, welcome to episode 22 of the Mad Happy Podcast. I'm Payman. And I'm Mason. And we created this show to have conversations about mental health. We talk about some pretty serious topics on the show. We are by no means professionals and are not giving advice. If you or someone you know needs help, please visit us at localoptimist.com backslash podcast. Today we're joined by our friend Noah Beck. It also happens to be the first podcast that we've been able to do in person. So I think you could really hear that today in the conversation. Big shout out to Noah for just being open, down to talk about things, and, and, and just really opening up about his experience with fame and really how he's thinking about his future. Yeah, like Payment said, I think it was so nice to record in person, as I'm sure you guys will be able to tell by listening to the episode how much better we are. You know, this whole TikTok world is so new and growing so fast and i think a lot of us see these kind of figures and aren't so sure how we feel about them or what they really do and i was really looking forward for the chance to sit down with noah and and talk to him about what it's like to be a content creator what it's like to be playing d1 soccer a year and a half ago with no following and then now have millions of followers and subscribers all over the place uh so that was a super cool opportunity and then I think also the fact that we had his girlfriend Dixie on uh, in our first few episodes and then to follow it up with him uh, was super cool and just gave a nice perspective of, of how far the show has come in this time. Definitely. Shout out to Noah for doing his homework and listening to that Dixie episode. Uh, I think uh, it, it was cool to hear him talk about that on the episode and overall just excited for you guys to hear it. So let us know what you think. As always, uh, the Mad Happy Podcast is powered by Cash App, and we're continuing to give away money for you guys to put towards your mental health, whether it's your morning cup of coffee or even a therapy session. Uh, please, please follow the local optimist on Instagram and follow those instructions of how to win or leave us a review with your cash tag on Apple Podcasts. The Mad Happy Podcast is powered by Cash App and brought to you by Optimism. Enjoy the show with Noah Beck. Today, we're joined by our friend Noah. Noah, thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. I think um, it's actually our first time meeting in person, so it's it is, definitely yeah. great to meet. Um, but I feel like uh, every time when I first started seeing your content, it seemed very like upbeat, positive, optimistic. Obviously, that's what we're all about here yeah. at Mad Happy. So excited to have you, uh, and we're, we're going to get into some fun stuff. Let's do it. I want to start with the question that you always ask people of like, how do you introduce yourself or like how would you define what you do to like someone who you meet? That's a great question. My manager have actually my manager and I have actually like talked about this and he's like, You, need to, get get your, this you, you need to get your title down. Cause I'm like every time I meet someone, I'm like, Hi, I'm Noah. Um I do social media and they're like, Oh, cool. But at the end of the day, like I do I do so much more than that, right? Or at least I try to. Um so I like to introduce myself as just like a creator, I guess, because um, yeah. whatever I do, it's, I mean, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a YouTube video, so, like anything on like social media or even yeah, just, companies, just about right? everything I do. Yeah. yeah. The companies I invest in, like I'm creating things. And so, um, yeah, I think creator is a good way to put it out there. I For guess. sure. It's like so hard now because like people do so many things and mm -hmm. it's like so hard. Like I feel like a lot of the people we've had, like they do like 10 things. So if we like say everything they do, we'll just take up the whole time talking yeah. about all the things they do. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, that's just what it is today, which is, well, I think it's cool. Like you said, just saying social media 
kind of sells yourself short. And I think so many people who are in the space that like do what you do, they're wearing so many hats and doing a lot of different things. It's just like on the surface, it's like, oh, like this kid makes videos. It's like, yeah, but I'm also like yeah, doing exactly. a lot of other shit. And I think it's cool to like yeah. own that and, and feel good about it. Yeah. Um, I want to start with a journal prompt from the Mad Happy Journal, which we actually restocked last week. So everyone should go check that out. And today's question is, what is something that you are grateful for? So Noah, you go first, payment, and then I'll finish it off. Um, I'd say something I'm grateful for would be just like, it sounds so cliche, but like the people around me, like the people I surround myself with for the most part, um, are, I I like to keep my circle small in a sense, but I I like to be very welcoming and grateful towards everyone. But the people that I genuinely care about, I know feel the same way. So that's why I like to keep them around. Like for example, my family, my Mm -hmm. girlfriend, um, and like a a few friends here in LA that, and like obviously some hometown friends that I'm able to literally, I would trust them with my life. And like, I I think that's something that's not very commonly, like not many people can say that, that they have those people. And I'm just very fortunate and grateful that I have like those people that I can come to for anything. And like, so I think at the end of the day, what I'm grateful for is just the people that around me that care about me. Yeah. And, and I'm very selective with who they are. So, and I think that's a good thing. And I feel like, especially over the last two years, it's like, you've had to be more selective and it's harder to know like the true intentions. I feel like, so um, I can only imagine. Um, I feel like for me, it's like, we've, you know, been doing this brand for four and a half years now. Mm-hmm. In the past two years, we haven't really been able to do anything in person. We just did our first in-person thing in New York, opened a pop-up this weekend, and it was crazy to, like, awesome. see everyone come back yeah. um, and see the lines. And then now with the podcast, we this is, like, going to be episode, like, 21, but the first 20 episodes, none of them we could record in person. So being able to really? do that again is is really dope. So being here, like, getting to meet someone. And we have these, like, deep combos on the pod but like still it's super hard like when it's yeah, up across yeah. the screen but like being in a room with someone i think just already feels different so mm-hmm. grateful for that in person yeah i love that uh i talked a bit about this last week when we just got back from new york but i think the biggest thing that i'm grateful for is the perspective that we can gain when we travel and go to new places i feel like it really puts like you're able to step outside of, of your everyday life and experience something new that then gives you a new perspective on how you were living life back home. And like, I know even just from being in New York a couple of weeks, it like totally made me realize how I was just coasting in LA and like, you can get so comfortable and your days Definitely. just kind of blend together and then it becomes weeks and then it becomes months. And it's just like, holy shit, I really haven't challenged myself or I haven't had any like force that has challenged me and going to New York, that shit was like, a different beast and i'm yeah, just like out definitely. every day i'm grinding it's like i'm always on the move and i like want to try and bring some of that energy back here so i'm grateful for the ability to travel especially for work i feel super lucky to be able to do that and just the new the new insight that it gives me that's, um, yeah that's funny that you say that because uh i recently just got back from europe and had you been there a lot or like i was it one of your first times one of my first times um i had the only other time i had gone to paris a month before mm-hmm. so it was a quick little turnaround but i was back in europe and i just think it's funny that you say that you can like find yourself being complacent in la and like super like you get comfortable and it's like sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad like in terms of like if you want to like really 
do something and if you really want to like make a name for yourself and like yeah. being comfortable is not always the best thing um but going to europe like you said like what you're grateful for is like i didn't even think about that because when i went to europe it was crazy seeing like their way of life mm-hmm. and how much more relaxed se- oh, things yeah. seem to be oh, in europe. Yeah. like it, it's yeah. cra- like it literally like the term the art of doing nothing mm-hmm was used so many times uh, on that trip. Uh, like people, it would be like a Tuesday and you'd see middle-aged men and women just, yeah, <laughs> at a cafe. I'm yeah. like, shouldn't you guys be working? Yeah. Like, I, but I'm, we're just so wired to be like, work, 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 long hour days. Like you get praised for that here in the US where it's like, it almost seems like they just kind of just enjoy life and don't really have any worries. And it's like, I'm sure they are yeah yeah they have their own things to worry I about mean, but it's crazy the cool thing to think about it then is like because i went to africa like over the summer too and i noticed similar kind of things of like it's not so rah 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 like we have to make yeah. the most money as possible and like work as hard as possible and then seeing the people that are they're just as happy or they're just as fulfilled or they yeah. still have beautiful families and lives mm-hmm. that they build and like they don't have to do all that so it's it's cool to hear you say like and then you come back and you're like you know damn there's there's not just one way to do this shit. And yeah. like, there's no real right way to do this shit either. Yeah. And by, by all means, I'm not sitting here and saying like, oh yes, when I came back of course from not. Europe, I'm not like, I'm not saying, oh, I got way lazier. Yeah. Like, that's not how it is. Yeah, I yeah. just kind of like learned to enjoy like the little things in life. And it's like, like I said, it sounds so cliche, but like, actually I've like enjoyed my relaxing times way more way more yeah yeah and way you're not more. feeling the pressure of like oh like i'm Definitely just chilling not. right now i need to work yeah and i think the perspective thing is like you just bring it with you into your exactly. life it's not like now you're this like european guy that's chilling exactly exactly yeah i think it's like more like you know uh i think putting yourself in a situation that is new and uncomfortable then like mm-hmm. teaches you so much like for mason it was like he needs to like get out there more for you it was like oh like there is a different way and like, that's okay. And I could bring that into my life and like, yeah. it's not going to make me a worse person or business person or whatever. Yeah. So I think that that's dope. Yeah. I was, uh, I was talking to my therapist a few days ago and telling her about like kind of the realization I had of going to New York and like what was fucking me up was like, I was equating my value and my worth to like how hard I was working or how busy yeah. of a day that I was having. So like, that's where it could kind of mess you up as if like you think that, if I didn't work as hard or I didn't wasn't as busy as I was in New York, that had, that has something to do with like your value as a human being. It's like, you can wake up and stay in bed the entire day and do absolutely nothing. And maybe that wasn't the best for you in the long term, but that has nothing to do with like you being a valuable person or like you having worth or being able to be worthy of respect and those kind of things. And like, if we're trying to get our self worth from jobs or money or fame or like other things that are outside of just us, we're going to be chasing that for the rest of our lives. Like she always tells me like, you will never arrive. You'll just keep going and you'll never arrive and you'll never arrive. And like, that's something that I try to keep in mind too, even as like we do these really amazing things that make me feel so grateful that like, I make sure that I'm still right. Like within myself. For sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, like I think, I mean, having a job being in like social media, um, like I said, (laughs) also doing other things, but being in social media, mainly like, that job especially and like i know some people could like get on me and say like oh please like be grateful like look at like your house look at all this like you have to really like appreciate i was like of course i do i appreciate those things more than anything like i'm so beyond blessed but like having that constant in the back of my head like i'll just be sitting there and i'm like 
oh, finally, I posted on everything. Like, I can relax for now. And then, like, in another two or three hours, I got to post again. And it's like, I'll be sitting in my bed. And I don't really, like, I'm always thinking about, like, should I post more? Should I, like... The next thing, the next yeah, thing, like, the should next I, thing, yeah. Should I promote this? Should I engage with people here? Like, I'm always thinking about, like, being the best I can be in social media. Whereas, like, that can be... I mean, it can it can be like a dangerous thing because you don't really focus on like relaxing because in social media it's it's constant, it's nonstop. Yeah, it's not like it, hour yeah. shifts. It's more of just like social media. It's every day, every minute of the day, and like you want to entertain people, but at the same time, like you need time to relax. And like lately, I mean, yeah, ever since I got back from Europe, I've just been like the times where I relax, I put my phone to the side and I'll just relax and I'll mm. watch like a show or I'll do something for myself, and, and that's nice. And that's what I feel like is social media is inherently like when you're doing that it's like impossible to like be out of it so like i, I yeah. feel like it's so much harder because it's not like it's not like people that go to work like nine to five and then they could just put leave work there because like for you talking about your morning is as important as talking about your night and the mm-hmm. middle of the day and it's like when does it ever stop exactly. and so like you have to set that for yourself yeah and then like be comfortable that like you're not doing it for a little bit you yeah. know and like i think it's it's hard it's, yeah it's, like it's how have you like been able to establish those boundaries for yourself of like putting the phone down or like was it always that easy or like how'd you kind of get to that place um like it can be overwhelming at times like i'll be sitting there and i'm just like oh my gosh like i feel like i can't relax but coming into social media the way i did i think kind of sets me aside a little different than the guys and girls who wanted to being social media like I, I didn't i didn't care for it like i, I didn't purposely decide to, that like today i'm gonna do everything right. i can to be Should a social media influence. <laughs> yeah. it just kind of happened for me and yeah. like it like over quarantine when the pandemic hit i was like in my bed one day and i was like i had tiktok for a few months um kind of just had the app didn't have an account or anything kept up with trends like slid on my for you page like for hours you know and like it's so addicting watching it and then like when i started like there was one night i was just like i'm gonna make one and posted the next morning i woke up with like twenty thousand followers i'm like what and then <laughs> it, it was like kind of an addicting it was it was an addicting feeling like you get like that that was a high yeah, for like sure serotonin. Like and i'm like, hit, like yeah, yeah i was like this is sick and then like seeing all the nice comments seeing all the likes and i'm like okay i need to remember like what's important here because i had just gotten sent home uh from college and I was playing soccer in college and got sent home was still working out like doing all my individual workouts doing zoom calls with my team with my classes like I still doing online classes and I mean I can only do so much school in a day I can only train so much in a day whereas I so I had these leftover hours where I was like I mean I, I could just make some videos here and there and so I started to do that and I'm like put that into my routine like every night I would just make a few and then draft them for the next day. And then I would post, started to figure out like the algorithm. And then like, I was accidentally like doing social media really well. Like I was just doing it cause it was fun. And like, I'm not like, gonna lie. I like the attention. Time, like yeah. it was, it was, it was cool to like have like those people saying these nice things. And then it got to the point where I like hit a peak. And then once you like, once you get to the top, it's, uh, it's lonely. Not only, no, not only like, is it lonely, it's just, it's, that's where it's like starts to be like. That's where people are haters, like, why do we give him the hype? Why yeah. is this like why like who like who yeah? 
that's when a lot of people start to show their true colors and it's like y'all got me to this point like yeah. what do you mean like <laughs> I, i'm i'm not complaining i'm not doing anything i'm just still making the same content like i'm still just myself it makes you guys me uh, think of a kanye bar he goes this game you can never win because they love you then they hate you then they love you exactly <laughs> exactly and so for me i guess to answer that question that was a pretty long answer yeah. but like i have never been like i grew up an athlete so i've never really been like too attached to my phone in a sense and like because now it is my job like i'm on i find myself on it more than usual but um no i i can disconnect pretty easily yeah uh, when i have to and when i feel it's necessary yeah um so that's never been a huge problem of mine super super interesting because i feel like any time that you kind of just jump off the cliff and you're not like overthinking it or planning like crazy and it's just yeah. more like spontaneous like your journey that's when it's like the content is the most authentic and Definitely. i even think like i had a similar experience when we were starting mad happy of like in the beginning there's no pressure there's no expectation it's like you're working with your friends and mm -hmm. you're making cool stuff and like you're building something that's exciting and then once you kind of get popping a little bit and you start to climb that mountain that's when it starts to like sometimes get less fun or like the stakes are higher yeah. it gets more serious you start to like hear from different people and like people Definitely. act up and then like that's where i think it's a real crossroads where you have to like like you were saying earlier like make the circle smaller kind of like less is more Definitely. like really see who you can trust and like double down on like what you were intending yeah. to do in the first place well that's a great example because i literally when i first started tiktok for the first year and a half i mean it's since i downloaded tiktok it's been like a little over a year and a half but like it's nothing <laughs> yeah for the first year i'd say it was so much fun like i literally didn't think of it as anything like uh the summer where i came out to la the first summer which was not this past summer i'd say but mm -hmm. the yeah, last yeah. summer before that summer 20 yeah. yeah 2020 um that was probably some of the best months of my life just yeah. in terms of just having fun not really can like making money but like not really taking it too seriously in mm -hmm. a sense and then it hit a point where people stopped hanging out as much people like we had to grow up and it's like that's part of life like you have to grow up you have to like figure out what your thing is and it can't just be tiktok for the rest of your life and mm -hmm. like i'm well aware of that and that's why i'm doing different things um but that kind of is where i hit a point of like this isn't as fun as it used to be but it is my job so i have to keep doing it um but th then there are the days where i'm like kind of in the mood to make some videos because i know it makes people happy yeah, and i and it's like still right in now, there a little bit exactly like, yeah. it's, of course it's still in there um but it's definitely you hit a point where it's like damn like everything's so serious now because <laughs> yeah. like when i wasn't i mean working with brands and all that stuff like i love working with brands so much like it's part of the reason why i do it but in the beginning i wasn't doing any brand deal like i was just making videos with friends like doing it for fun mm -hmm. because i first of all i couldn't because uh being an ncaa athlete yeah. like, i couldn't make any money so i was like all right well that sucks wild. but it kind of takes away that like pressure you know so that's kind of the crossroads for me it was just for sure definitely yeah i guess we'll uh we'll start with my first question now even though we were just talking for like <laughs> 20 minutes um i want to hear a little bit about like where you grew up obviously you live in la now which is one of the biggest metropolitan cities but you yeah. had kind of a grew up in like a smaller town right is that yeah. right yeah so like well, yeah ish i mean a smaller ish. than la yeah what uh what was that kind of experience like as a kid like family dynamics parents yeah uh, just like growing up what was it like for you yeah so from the start uh phoenix arizona 
born okay. and raised. Um, That's a big city. All right. Yeah, yeah. Glendale Hospital. Shout out to Phoenix. Um, I'm sorry for for calling you guys a small city. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was like, Phoenix. <laughs> I, I think it's a little smaller than LA. You but, got an uh, NBA team, right? You're yeah, big. yeah, yeah. Um, don't talk to me about that. <laughs> Suns bad year last. Oh, great year, but yeah, bad bro. ending. You can't um, complain about the finals appearance. Not. Um, but born and raised Phoenix, Arizona. Um, both my parents are teachers. My mom is a second grade teacher, and then my dad is a high school law enforcement and world history teacher. Mm. But he's also the coach of the high school, and he has been for like twenty five years. For what sport? Soccer. Oh shit. Yeah. So. Uh, Makes so sense. growing up, yeah, I grew up uh, playing soccer. He coached me even when he wasn't the coach of my team. He would coach me after practice. Like we would stay after. Um, and I mean, it was a bit of a luxury because I, when I was, I started playing when I was three. Um, but then when I grew up a little, like when I was like eight, I started to train with like his high school team. And mm-hmm. that gave me a huge advantage because I grew up playing with guys that were seven eight years older than me yeah and like that obviously helped my development a lot sometimes like they did go a bit rough but like my dad he didn't tell him to he's like, go harder you know Kick like his ass. yeah, yeah <laughs> my dad was hard on me as a coach and like i needed that you know and so yeah my parents still happily married still in arizona right now i have two sisters both okay so i have a 22 year old sister she just turned 22 i'm 20 and then my other sister is 23 um wow that's all yeah super close close. um so that was fun growing up with them uh having two older sisters uh did you guys like up were you all like mad close growing up yeah we were all super close um but then that leads to it was was mainly my sister i was the mediator between it all and i was the one that always had to like (laughs) kind of break up the fight it was my sisters they were like you stole my makeup you stole my clothes like that was always happening normal normal happening and like normal things um so, yeah, they're both still in Arizona right now. Uh, Tatum is the 22-year-old, the middle child. She is. She just moved into an apartment in Arizona with her boyfriend. So it's awesome. Um, nice. She is. She's all over the place right now in terms of she was. She went to college, finished everything uh, mm-hmm. for teaching, and she wanted to be a teacher. And then she was a hostess, like, her whole time through high school. Yeah. And she now has a bit of a following um mm. on social media because she was the one that started like told me to hop on tiktok okay he, it was more of like a challenge she was like so you I owe it all follow. to her huh yeah but then she <laughs> owes all of hers to me <laughs> so that's how it works that's how it worked it was a give take kind of thing yeah. so but she now has a, a pretty big following and she likes social media and granted she hasn't really experienced like she hasn't hit that crossroad yet mm-hmm. in a sense it's um the fun period she's in the fun period yeah. and but she loves it and she's having fun and she wants to maybe take it more serious. Like she's getting brand deals here and there, um, which is amazing. And I try to help her out any way I can. And then Haley, my oldest sister, she is a teacher. So wow. family of educators. And then the I'm the dropout. How was it being like the youngest? <laughs> like, did, was it like clearly like Noah, the youngest child or like you guys were so close that it wasn't that kind of dynamic? No, I was pretty clear. I was, <laughs> I was the golden boy for sure. Uh, yeah. I was... Yeah, I don't know. Growing up, because my sisters would always fight and bicker, and then I was always just, like, left out of it. And, like, they – Tatum was a bit of a troublemaker. Tatum would go to parties in high school. She would – it's not even a troublemaker. She would just have fun. Like, she would go out and drink with her friends and all that stuff. It's always the – The second kid. The second kid. kid. And then Haley was more of, like, the mom of the the kids. And you can see where – 
the troublemaker and the mom kind of bumped mm-hmm. heads because they're mm-hmm. um but Haley also as well went have fun with their friends and stuff like that and i was more just like i would hang out with my friends all the time but i was so driven and i was so like dead set on going pro in soccer that's all i ever wanted to do um and i like from a young age just decided like i'm not letting anything get in the way of that and so like i've never drank never done any kind of drugs I've never smoked or anything like that like and even like now that it's like i'm social media influencer and even now i, I still haven't done any of that just because it's like at first it was because of soccer like that was the main thing i was like i don't want and i was a bit naive like i'm not stupid i know that pro soccer players yeah. will drink and yeah. will they, they will smoke like i'm not stupid see messy smoking a couple yeah cigarettes. yeah exactly yeah. so and like going to europe and meeting some of those guys and i was like huh and but it, it never really because then i went um in high school i would see like my friends that i played soccer with that would go out to parties and drink and smoke and i'm like well we have a game tomorrow and then I would see the next day that they played great. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't affect too much. But at the same time, like, I just don't want to look like that. Like, yeah, I, like, for sure. Yeah, I want to remember that. And I want to, like, be fully in control of what yeah. I'm doing. And so that kind of, like, has stuck with me. And, yeah. So that I've always tried to, like, have my head screwed on in terms of literally just wanting to go pro. And then, yeah, this this happened accidentally, in a sense. Um, yeah, I think it's funny because... I had a similar experience in high school where like I was very serious about basketball. I never thought I was going to go pro, but I was very serious about it. Yeah. Heyman was a hooper. um, You guys, you got to know. And I, I never drank in high school or smoked or any of that either. And it was just like part of just like what I knew was like the right decision. Yeah. And I knew even if it only helped me a little bit, like whether it was in school or sports, that's just like what I was doing. And Mm -hmm. like, peer pressure didn't really affect me yeah um similar thing in college like i i drank in college but like i still didn't smoke and i still don't really and and i think it was just a good experience because like sports is like a perfect example for life i think in many Mm -hmm. ways and it's like the dedication all the time you're putting in it's like the best example when you're a kid of of what like real life's gonna be like how much of that do you think like you then like took with you into now because it it, to me it seems like a lot right like yeah you're not you're obviously not like training for soccer every day anymore but like now you're just like training for your life or business or whatever you want to do like do you feel like you took a lot from that definitely i think having that like athlete mentality that athlete mindset growing up i mean my whole life um and just like having that like little edge over like that that's like what you were talking about just doing like the little things right and having like that edge the next day like having that advantage over your opponent the next day and like um i think i've definitely kept that with me like especially since my dad being a coach like he's installed that into my head when it was school like i've never had anything less than like an a to be honest and like it's very good in school also not only is he a coach but they're teachers you know Mm -hmm. so like they stress the importance of education um and yeah, I think I've definitely carried that along with me. And I think it's just held because there's a lot of guys and girls, obviously, that I meet in social media that have been in social media for six, seven years. And I'm like, how? You're literally 18. Like, how have you been in this in six, seven years? Like, what are you talking about? And they're like, I've just been in it musically, like that kind of stuff. I'm like, it's insane. And then, like, you just see, like, the difference of, like – how like season not even just season it's just how like you can tell that they've been in it for long like they almost seem more 
like privileged and like almost entitled of like, Oh, I've been in this for so long. Like, uh, like it'll work out or like uh, this will be mm. handed to me. And I'm like, hmm, like I'm used to like working. More, I'm yeah. used to like working for things that I want. And like, I also left this out, but growing up, I, when I was 15, I moved away from my family when, um, on my own for, uh, it was a residential Academy. Uh, it's called uh real salt Lake Academy, uh, in, in Utah. And I moved there for soccer and it was like a, I don't know. Do you guys know anything about like IMG? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Academy? the IMG yeah, Academy. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So that was that in Utah. And I moved there when I was 15. It's very there. serious. Yeah. Very serious. Played yeah. there for three years. And then um, that's where I started getting looked at for college. Decided to go to University of Portland and went there for a semester and a half. Then COVID hit. And now I'm here. So like that's pretty much summed up story of my whole yeah. life. So yeah. 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 We talk a lot about like the physical health and mental health sort of connection and even like how mental health and sports, I feel like are so intertwined. I'm curious for you, like saying that your dad was your coach. I didn't uh-huh. know that. I think that it, that impacts a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Definitely. I'm curious, like with his mentality of pushing you very hard, do you feel like that impacted your mental health at all to maybe like suppress some of your emotions or like did the soccer pitch kind of become like that sort of sanctuary for you to like get things out or like what sort of effect if any do you think that had on you that's interesting i'm not i've really never even been like i never even thought about that because yeah. well i've heard like like a lot of like nba players for example i've heard them say like you know i i don't really talk about my feelings or even as men like we have a tendency to act like something isn't really going on when we feel it or yeah. push it to the side and they're like but when i step out on that court it's like that's where i get it out that's yeah that's my therapy like that's where i kind of feel free um and i'm just curious if you can like relate it all yeah no 100 percent um my dad being my coach i think growing up soccer was my therapy it still is like Mm -hmm. i'll still play and like i don't know if i could say too much but like i i'm i've been training every like every (laughs) single morning and like um some exciting things coming up yeah. let's just say that but nice. i've been training with a team and so like, you're not hanging up the cleats just yet i'm not hanging up the what cleats. you're saying <laughs> i can't I, I literally can't it would eat it would eat me alive but yeah. uh no i just turned 20 like i i, I got some years ahead of me and yeah. i want to like i don't want to get to an age where i'm like i'm out of like my athletic prime yeah i'd say and yeah. I, I don't want to like regret anything so that was my goal my whole life and i'm, I'm not like giving up mm-hmm. on it just yet but having that I mean, my dad, yeah, he very much a coach mentality, like very much like rub some dirt on it, get back out there. But of course, if I came to him with anything, like he would be there with open arms. Like it was the same thing when I told him I was going to stop playing soccer to be like he at first was like, think about this, like make sure you know what you're doing. (laughs) Um, But then at the end of the day, like my parents were so supportive. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, it's amazing. And. But, yeah, I don't think I ever really did come to my parents, especially growing up, soccer was my outlet, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I, if, if I knew I didn't have a game that weekend and I was going through some stuff, go to the field by myself. Like, I literally, yeah, like, I don't really, I'm sitting here and I don't realize how much I owe soccer, like, my therapy mm-hmm. session, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and And it's crazy to think because, I mean, ever since I stopped, like, playing like competitively uh in college like that's when i started to realize it affecting me more and i'm like what is it like is it social media because i mean that's another thing that i don't think my parents um may have a hard time understanding and like i I think just because 
I mean, it's my job and I don't want to bash it at all, but like, mm-hmm. it's true. Social media has affected Gen Z in so many ways. Absolutely. It, it's ridiculous. And it's like, um, social media is also a great thing, but it can also be very dangerous to one's health. And it's cause you're constantly living in this, like this constant culture of comparison. Like mm-hmm. you're constantly seeing these influencers and you're comparing your lives to them. And you're like, why is it my life like that? And it's like, it's not about that. And it's really not, but it makes it seem like that because you're following these people that have to seem like they have this great life when a lot of it, they're going through the same stuff. That's only are. part of it. That's the, exactly. Yeah. And so that's the thing that has really affected me in a sense of like when you're in social, like you, you compare your life and like when you're out of it too, but when you just have it, like you start to like compare, like, why don't I look like that? Like, like you just get in your own head and like for girls and boys, like whoever it may be, um, you're constantly like comparing. Yeah. I think one thing you just said, which is interesting is like a lot of this stuff, like you don't even think about until you like think back to it. So like yeah. now you're here and you're like, wow, like every time I felt like pissed or sad or angry, like I played soccer, you know? And exactly. It's like, that's happened to me a lot now. Cause like, I don't really remember like, like when I think about like mental health, I'm not like, and I'm very grateful. Like, growing up like i never thought about it you know it was just like yeah i would have bad days i'll play basketball i would hang out with my friends mm-hmm. and like exactly. that's kind of how it was i feel like as you get older though like you lose kind of like that like play mentality so it's just you're more susceptible to it and then in social media it's like that's almost like the worst place to be able to like yeah. control like the inputs and stuff because like all you have is like likes and comments all day every day and like feel like you're in this world like I don't even know if I had a point there. I just, I just think it's like crazy to like, think about like, how do you think about it for yourself now? Right. Cause you said yeah. like, you do feel it more now, right. You do yeah. think about like your mental health more now. Right. Like, yeah. How, how are you trying to like, then put yourself in a position to like be the happiest person you could be? No, it's interesting that you said that of like looking back and not really realizing. And that's so true because I mean, I, I don't know if it was a specific day that just like hit me and I'm like, Oh, I'm sad. You know, like it doesn't work like that. It's more of just like built up and I'm like, well, I don't have the outlet I used to have. Like, I, I can't just like look, I can't look forward to game day. I, mm-hmm. I can't like, you know, and I think what I do to, I'm just trying to think like, it's so, it's so like, well, I think you kind of said yeah. it before. It was like the people around you and yeah. all of that. And just like being able to like, lean on them when you're feeling down and vice versa. Yeah. I feel like that's so much of it. It's just like having someone that you feel like you could talk to and then learning to be able to like talk about those things. Yeah. Um, which also I think like is uncommon. We're all still figuring it out. Like, you yeah, know, exactly. when I've, we're not that much older than you, but like when I was a, your age, like I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Like mm-hmm. I, I was going to therapy and I was conscious of my mental health, but I still was in no position to like make a responsible decision. Or I was still yeah. like using a lot, like a lot of my addict, tendencies were very active i was like super depressed and i was even still like working at it so i feel like it's it's not about having like an answer right now yeah. that like i figured it out and i crack a code but it's just like no i'm i'm more conscious of it when i feel something i listen to it and i notice it and i go share it with like someone who i trust or like we talk about all the time a big part of like why i found journaling to be so successful and why like we're so proud of the mad happy journal is because it's just like one outlet it's like as long as you're kind of doing something whether it's soccer or writing it down or playing basketball or talking to a therapist or a girlfriend or whatever like 
you're bettering your mental health. It doesn't have to be some big thing. It's just yeah. about like small baby steps and like doing little things every single day that ultimately lead up. And then you look back and you're like, wow, I'm in like a much better place than I was. Yeah. Like that's, that's great. Yeah. And I think like a hard part of kind of coming to the realization that like, crap, like I, I, I like I've been sad lately. Like, what does this mean? Like, um, and it's not even just over one thing. It's just like in general, like it's almost that I just miss how things were in a sense. And like, that's one of the main thing reasons why I get sad sometimes is just like, mm-hmm. I think back to like, damn, like those days were so good. Yeah. Um, and they're gone, like, and they're gone. Yeah. Exactly. And like that, that's probably the main thing that gets me kind of like, like worked up. Like I, I have been fortunate to not really, like, I'm very open with how I feel. And like, I try to be super open with all my fans and like, I try to interact with them and like that. Um, but I'm fortunate that I, I've never really been in a spot where I've been, at least I don't think, yeah. uh, to a point where I've been like depressed or anything like that. Um, but I, I, I have been p- around people that have been, and I, I find it almost like therapeutic and like rewarding to help, for sure, people for sure. Uh, that are going through stuff like that. And one of the hardest things is like when I'm going through something like that, and I think, and I'm like well, who can I talk to, you know? And especially out here in LA, like I can call a hometown friend, but like yeah. you guys said it yeah. in person is so much better. And mm-hmm. like here it's hard to find someone for like sure. I, I could talk to Dixie for hours about it, you know? Sure. And uh, Dixie is literally like my best friend, my girlfriend, like she's my everything. But like sometimes you need to have like that other different perspective, yeah, different perspective. Sure. And yeah. cause it's very biased, you know, like she'd be like, baby, you're amazing and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like, what if I'm not, you yeah. know, like, of course she's going to say yeah. all that, but here in LA, it's very, and it's just how we're wired to think, especially being in social media is like, is everything's very transactional. Yeah. And especially in people like you, like after an interaction, like you have a first interaction with someone and they're like super nice to you, almost in your head, you, you think like, why were they so nice to me? Yeah. You know? Which and is it sad. sucks to think sad, like that. Yeah. It's so sad because it's like, Maybe they're just genuinely a good person. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, what do you want? You know? Whereas I hope, like, I hate to think that way because I hope, like, they're not thinking that on the other side. Like, I try to be, like, I, like you said, when I, like, that's one of the reasons I'm on here. I try to be very uplifting and I try to always have a smile. Like, um, so I hope people don't think that with me. Like, what does he want? You know? Because I like to think I'm just like a genuinely nice person and I like, I'm not from here and yeah. I, and I think that shows. Yeah. Um, whereas like, I, I don't really care about like, Hey, let's work on this together. And no, like I, like, how are you? You yeah. know, like where are you from? Like all that stuff. Like, I just mm-hmm. want to talk. Whereas a lot of people are like, how many followers do you have? And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. instant turn off. And it's, I'm like, nah, it's crazy. Cause one thing you said, I think it's just like in today's age, like change happens so much faster. Right. Yeah. And like, especially the TikTok thing, but like, 50 years ago like your life couldn't change that much like you would go to like college but like you would adjust to that and then you'd get a job and you would adjust to that like the past two years have probably been like the fastest time of change like during quarantine and like what happened with like people on tiktok and all of that so i think that feeling of like it's kind of like an evolutionary thing of just feeling like oh my god like my whole life just changed and like, I didn't even realize Definitely. and like, it gives you this feeling of like general anxiety. Like you don't yeah. even know what it so is. So fast. Too. It's not even like one thing that you're like, I'm sad about this one thing. It's just yeah. like, you feel it. I feel like is more prevalent now. Like I definitely feel that a lot myself. And 
And I just think it's like more part of like today's world, which which yeah. is is sad. Like you said, there are great things to social media, so many opportunities and doors open, but it does have the downsides too. Definitely. Um, but I feel like I think like maybe because like you you did have two older sisters, all of that, like it definitely like helps you like be able to talk about it more because I think girls in general are more open, are more able to talk yeah, about yeah. it. It's actually like for our podcast has been like way easier to get like girls to come on mm-hmm. to, to talk about things versus guys, which is yeah. just a funny thing. Um, so like you said that your mom was like a second grade teacher, right? Yeah. It's like you're a second grade teacher. Like you got to be the best listener in the world. Though. Definitely. Like <laughs> you got to be able to hear these kids and yeah. like have their feelings be valid and like all those things. Um, but what you were saying about helping people and like how that really makes you feel good. And then some of your experiences with Dixie, like when we had her on the show, she opened up a lot about her anxiety and like some mm-hmm. of those panic attacks that she was feeling. And I'm curious for you, like through going through that with her and like by her side, I imagine a lot of the time, what has that kind of taught you about your own mental health? Like being able to give and, and help others, obviously it makes you feel good, but how yeah. have you like kind of helped it unlock things for yourself? Yeah. I mean, that's interesting because I think growing up and having like my dad as a coach, my mom as a second grade teacher and just having like two older sisters, like you develop this thick skin, especially my dad being a hard coach on me. And like, I'm so grateful for it now because I'm able to not be a sensitive, like not be as sensitive as some people, not very like, like I don't take things personally most yeah. of the time. Like I'm very just like, look, if you're mean to me, I just know that there's I hope you're okay yeah. because mm-hmm. I've never done anything mean to you. Like I, I hope it has nothing to do with exactly. me. It's like, yeah, you got some shit going on. I hope you figure it out. Like I, I will, if you need help, I'll, I'll help you handle it. But like, I know you genuinely don't mean that. So I don't really take things personally. And I think that's when like mm. things can escalate in a, in like a bad way. Cause then you, if you start taking things personally, then you're just like overthinking constantly. So yeah, I, I think I just never really allowed myself. And that's why I said like, I was super like, blessed to not really i mean i haven't really gone th- through most like of the things that like i, I see yeah. Yeah. yeah so but there, of course i have days where i'm like sad or of course i have days where i'm like oh, today sucked but i mean get on with it. the sun comes up you know next day like make it better you know but having like dixie who's so open and so like willing to talk about like her anxiety or depression like whatever it was i I think it's like super inspiring because i know that there are i like i know especially through the pandemic and all this social media like social media being at the biggest point it's ever been during the pandemic that's all people were doing on their Mm -hmm. phones like at home like when it was first starting and i can only imagine the amount of people going through the same stuff she was and she was she's like one of the head like she's leading the charge you know like she's in it whereas people are comparing their lives to her and becoming depressed because they think Dixie's living the great best life. Whereas Dixie's going through the same problems yeah. as they are. Yeah. And so it's kind of like this interesting thing of like, who is like winning at this point, you know, like Dixie's living a great life. Like she's super successful, but at the same time, like she is having the same issues as just any other person, yeah. you know? And I think being around that is, like I said earlier, I, I just loved helping her. And, like, I loved going to, like, I I don't, I think she said this. Like, I saw a clip of it last time. But, like, I would go to Mr. and Mrs. D'Amelio's house, like, when she was at the studio. And I'd be like, all right. Um, yeah, she did say that. How do, like, yeah. you guys raised her. Like, how do I help? 
Like, how do I understand? Like, I wanted, like, I could look it up. Like, I literally looked up articles and, like, how to help someone with Mm -hmm. anxiety, with depression. And then, like, I could sit here and read about it all day. But at the end of the day, like, they raised her. And I wanted to really get, like, a firsthand perspective on what does she respond well to. Like, and this is, this was, this wasn't, like, the beginning of our relationship. Like, this was halfway through. And, like, this was probably, like, a few months ago as well, like, where... I just want to understand and I want to like, like, cause I'm not going to give up because things are a little hard. Like, like where there's days where I do all these nice things for her and she doesn't seem like she appreciates it. And I'm like, I know she appreciates it. It's just, she's probably just battling something of her own right now. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, whatever I just did, it's not about that. Like it's about you right now. And I know like it, it got to a point where it seemed like no matter what I could do, like she wouldn't be happy. And I was like, I was overthinking. I was like, is it me? And that's why I started taking things personally. I was like, is it me? Like, what am I doing? Like, what can I do better? And that's where I kind of had to like sit down with her parents and be like, look, I'm trying everything. Um, and I'm not going to stop, but will like, will it ever get better? Like, will things. And so that's when I had to kind of like sit down with her as well. And she's not, it's weird. Like she comes on this podcast and like spills all yeah. the information. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, yeah. talk to me. Like, like talk to me like this, <laughs> whatever you're saying to them, tell yeah. me too. And she's like, That's I don't funny. like talking. I'm like, you yeah. talked a lot. And, and I'm like, um, she, yeah, she doesn't really like to talk about her emotions too yeah. much. Um, I think it's just different. Also, like you said, it's definitely like talking to the person that you always talk to. Feels yeah. Different. different and like sometimes just like coming into a conversation, even with people that like, you've met a few times but don't even know that much like it allows you to go there because you're just like not used to the same conversation every time or whatever um i also think it's like she was saying like you know like explaining it and like her her dad having a hard time understanding because he had never gone through it like i'm sure it was like similar for you which is like you're trying to like understand Mm -hmm. what she's going through without ever have felt those same exactly which is hard you know especially when you're like super young and trying to figure it out and it's like like I want to help, but like I don't know how to help, and all of that is is hard. Biggest lesson too is like, which you obviously just learned. Like, you can't save anyone. Like I've yeah. had friends and loved ones who I cared about so much, and they weren't willing to admit that they were an addict or that something was wrong or that they were struggling. And like, you would stay up all night with them, do everything that you possibly could, and just like nothing would work. And it literally is like not until you kind of let them go and take a step back, which is really the hardest thing to do. And seems like you're giving up on the person, but that's actually saving them or like that's actually helping them. And then I also think the comment that you made about like who's winning, I think it's like, it's not a game, right? It's like, there's no like winner or loser. I think what Dixie is doing and everything that she speaks about on the show and with us and everything is like so inspiring and so important. Cause like she's validating millions of people's feelings and really showing them that like, how we feel about ourselves and insecurities and, and self-worth and all these things have nothing to do with like what our jobs are, yeah. how many followers we have, how, how much money we, we have, yeah, exactly. how successful we are. Like it is the same exact feelings and it's the same exact yeah. kind of experience. So like her ability to like come down to that level and be like, there's no difference between like a you and me. We're pretty exactly. much exactly the same here is like really what it's all about. And yeah. I feel like that's really similar to the message that we try and preach too is like we have so much more in common than we really think and like yeah. our experiences are so shared and like we're not some like just different species over here yeah yeah and that that's what like that's so interesting because 
yeah, I think what she's doing is just so powerful, like being able to like be so open about it. And like, because like you said, it's just validating millions of people that are going through the same thing, thinking that like maybe they're alone, but like at the end of the day, like, of course they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really just amazing because there are so many people that go through it and she, her being so open and I mean, you see it on the show, you see it like on the podcast last time like it's very like inspiring because that's that's like the hardest thing with um with social media and like having a job like social media people immediately are like like i i have hometown friends that live here in la now somehow we ended up in the same city like it's amazing though because i have like that outlet like i have my social media friends and i have my hometown friends and like i've been fortunate enough to like combine the groups and like they come over here all the time. They hang out with my social media friends. It's like amazing. I would guess that it's still, there's something about the hometown friends because that's how it is for me too. Like that just can't be replicated. Like just a different kind of feeling. That just oh my like, God. Yeah. That's the best. Like the hardest laughs, like the most memories. Definitely, like definitely, you just definitely. feel like you could be yourself. Like that's how it is. For yeah. Me. And the best thing about it is that, you know, it's not transactional yeah. because you've been with them since I was yeah. five years old. So, like, yeah. like I've played one. soccer yeah. with these guys my whole life. And like, now they're here. Your dad coached them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's just funny because, like, yes, I, I mean, that's the thing, though. Uh, because growing up playing soccer, like, we were kids. Like, we never really – I never had that relationship where I'd be like, bro, I'm just having a rough day. Like, yeah. we're not 13 and being like, yeah. well, I'm going through it right yeah. now. It's like going it's through like, yo, what? I'm hungry. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, like school's tough today. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. – um, So, so we different. never had that relationship. Whereas now, like, we're all grown up and we kind of met back here and, like, we realized, like, crap, like, bro, you okay? Because, like, he's, like, I have one of them who's living on his own right now and he plays for LAFC and he's big time in soccer. Like, and I'm like, you're a professional soccer player. You're living my dream. Like, tell me about it. He's like, I don't know, like, we train every day. Like, it's the same (laughs) as we use, like, it's the same thing and we're just getting paid a little. And he was like, he's like, it's the same. Like, it's just so crazy to think. And he's like, how are you? And I'm like, Today sucked, honestly. Like, I, I'm getting a lot of hate on the internet. Like, I think I think I'm getting canceled. Like, I don't know. Like, it, <laughs> could, it could be like that. And he's like, he like he'll look at me, him being a professional soccer player, and then I have another one that goes to UCLA and plays for them, and we'll all hang out. And of course, the UCLA one would be like, "Shut up, Noah! Like, your life's amazing." Like, he'll tell me that, and I'm like, I'm like, I swear, it's yeah. like, yes, it is. Yeah. But at the same time, like, kind of going through it right now. Of course, and, like, and he'll be like, oh, "Okay," anything. then like, "What's up?" Like, yeah. They know when to like shift it down, but mm-hmm. at first, of course, mm-hmm. they're gonna give me crap about like you, have you were to. just yeah. you were just in Europe, like, um, and that's like the hardest thing because I mean, yes, they're my friends, but people on the outside probably think the same thing of like if I'm ever going through it, they're gonna be like, what is he complaining right. about, you know? And it sucks because it's like, like I said earlier, like yes, we have an amazing like amazing life, okay, like. I'm not complaining about that. It's just the other things that like are bothering me. The same things that bother you. Yeah. You just like, and that's what took me a, 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 like a while to realize. Cause I was saying the same thing to Dixie and I'm sure she got really frustrated yeah. at that. I was like, Dixie, like, it's all good. Like, why are you sad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're literally at the top of your life. Yeah. Like, you're, like you're so Nothing successful. Good, yeah. Look, like, look at what you're doing at your age. Like it's insane. Yeah. And she immediately got like kind of frustrated at me. And I'm like, shit what i say yeah. i'm like i'm sorry like yeah. um and i didn't mean it in yeah. like any like disrespectful way it was more of just like what's well, like i just don't understand like I, I don't understand stuff. why you like just look at the grand scheme of things and she's like i hate when you say that and i'm like 
Fair enough. Because <laughs> I got to the point where I'm like, interesting. Because in the grand scheme of things, like everyone goes through the same things. Like, yeah. every, like, like it's just all about perspective, and it's all about like, like you could be someone who has nothing, and then you could be someone who has all everything, and you're going through the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know it's hard to see that when you're in such a different status than other people, but it's like, it, it's just hard to see. And I, I'm yeah. just, I can only imagine because. I, I mean, me seeing it to Dixie, I'm like, you have everything. Like, what are you complaining about? And then I have my friend telling me, the same you have thing. everything. Yeah. What are you? And I'm like, that was kind of an eye opener for me. Yeah. And I was like, that was interesting because, and it, it doesn't make me forget like everything that I'm going through. It just makes me realize like, hmm. Like it makes yeah. me realize what I was saying to Dixie is like not fair yeah. at the end of the day. And yeah. so that's what Because you have to really realize. take everything external out of it. And it's Definitely. really hard to do that. Um, especially on social media, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like for you, it seems like you're very much like a giver and you like want to help a lot of people. I feel the same yeah. way. Like how do you make sure that you're able to like then also like help yourself? You know, yeah. and I think like you talk about, you know, when you're not playing soccer every day and you feel like, oh, like I don't look as good as I used to and I'm yeah. like, insecure about it. Like, like all of that is real stuff, you know? And I think how do you make sure that like you're still thinking about like Noah? Yeah, I mean... It it does come to a point because like that's like one of my love languages is like gift giving and like I love just like help like the reward the rewarding feeling of like someone loving something you did for them like it's the best feeling for me and it comes to a point where you can only distract yourself from like how you're actually feeling by just helping everyone else like mm-hmm. it it comes to a point where you kind of have to look in the mirror and be like okay like I love this feeling of helping everyone else but like am I okay you yeah. know. And it's like you start to have not even doubts, but just like like all this time that I'm helping other people, like I didn't realize what I was going through. Like For I didn't sure. realize what was wrong with me. And you kind of get in your head a little. And then I don't, I don't know. I, I, like how I deal with yeah. it, I kind of just go back to it. Like I kind of just go back to helping other people, but while also like doing things that I know will make me happy. Yeah. And for me, like a big outlet of mine is just, it's always been like physical therapy, like with soccer now or with soccer then, I mean, I'm still playing soccer yeah. now, which is obviously super nice. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my problems have not problems, but a lot of my things that were bothering me mm-hmm. have gone away because I started playing soccer again. Um, but I also work out every day. Like it's always been like some kind of physical release for me that has always helped me. And then even if it's just like something getting hooked on a show and just watching a show or like looking forward to that time where you finish all your work for the day and you can kick your feet up and go watch the show you're watching. Mm-hmm. And like, I just love that feeling. And it's something like, that's probably my favorite part of the day is just yeah. ordering food, going in bed and just watching a show. Like for sure. It's amazing. And, but when you ask like, what do I do to help? Like I mean, those are those yeah. are a lot of things. Those are a lot of and, things. And I feel that, like it's like everyone thinks now it's like has to be like a whole list of things you do, yeah. where like you have to do this, you have to do that, and like the truth is you don't have to do any of that stuff. You have yeah. to do what works for you. And then as you get older and you experience new things, you like try new things and see like what works, Definitely. what doesn't for you. And I think it's just a case by case thing. Like like on the show, we're never like everyone should do this, everyone mm-hmm. should do that. It's like really just what you want to do. Just the, yeah, talking about it from our own experience too, and I I can totally relate. To you know of like, for me, giving feels so much better than receiving. And mm-hmm. like, I often get in the tendency too of like, it's so much easier to 
give advice than take advice. Like yeah. I'll even uh, come on here on the show and talk about things that I know I should be doing, but I'm not. And then it's like, I kind of feel like a fraud or it's like, it's always yeah. so much easier to like help everyone and never kind of have to like turn the mirror on ourselves and just keep it that way. Um, it's definitely something that like, I'm still struggling with of like, you gotta like, you gotta do this shit too for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. As we wrap up, I'm wondering like, how do you think about like what's next for you? Like, like we said at the beginning of the show, like there's, you, you can do whatever you want. There's mm-hmm. so many things you could do. Like, how do you think about that? And like, like the message that like, you know, when someone thinks of like, Noah, like, what do you want them to think about or feel whether yeah. now or just, you know, for the next many, many years? Yeah. Um, well, that's something like my manager's in the other room and he can tell you, but it, I'm always like thinking of, all right, how do we, like, and that's another thing. I just distract myself with work a lot. Like, I'm just like, let's just be busy. Let's try to be as busy as we can because then I'll forget about, yeah. like, what I'm dealing with right now. But and I know it's always yeah. not always the best. Like, you should <laughs> yeah. deal with it. But um, it is good to be busy. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to, like, set my own calendar in a sense. I grant there are some times where I'm like, ugh, like, I don't want to go on this call, but I have to and, like, stuff like that. Um, but... Yeah, no, I got some exciting stuff coming up, definitely, and I'm super excited about that. Like, having that stuff to look forward to is great. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think of things that I can, yeah. that I'm allowed to say. No, and, um, and it's all good. Anything I mean, you want to plug yeah, or shout out. I yeah. feel like, I feel like you know, there, there's so much stuff, and obviously, like, people people know where to find you and where to find those yeah, things. Yeah. I think it's, like, exciting because, like, it's still so early, you know, like, for you. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, like you said, it's been, like, a year and a half, which is no time, really. Yeah. And so we're super excited to see you know where you take it i'll let mason do our normal final yeah time to uh time to wrap it up with the same two questions that we do every single episode the first one is if you could nominate anyone to come on the show who you look up to who's been inspiring to you uh whether they have a really powerful mental health journey that you know about or someone that you know absolutely nothing about their personal life but is just a role model uh who would you nominate it's a good one uh i'm really trying to brand like i I don't want to like stay within like no, my head's like, all over the place. Like, it could I'm, be like I'm a soccer like, player that you look up to, or it could be a musician. Or oh, I would love to hear about like I nominate Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> How about that? I love that. That's yeah. a good one. Is he your favorite soccer player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw, but he's back to United. Yeah, no. yeah, back to United. Yeah. First of all, that's my favorite yeah. team. But I also you met just met a bunch of the players, right? Yeah, Messi. Oh, you just met all oh, them? Oh my god, it was crazy. Yeah. But. I was yeah. oh my god my I would say like my inner kid like almost jumped out of my body but it's like I almost jumped out of my yeah. body you yeah. know it's not, it's not even about being a kid it's yeah. about who like, did you meet like I met uh all the PSG guys it's like because I was Neymar and France. Messi basically Neymar Messi Mbappe like damn dude. All the, like crazy <laughs> um dope. that was an ins- probably one of the best days of my life and did I you got get to, to like hit the pitch with them at all or no no, huh. uh, it was more I just wish, like but Paris Fashion Week. It, yeah, uh, or take a few pics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it was cool. We, I got to meet them, and then the a couple of days before, I went to their game against Manchester City. Sick, which Damn. was amazing. That's, That's very dope. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo would be really cool. I would love to hear like, same his journey yeah. because I've seen like all the documentaries on him, and like he was a guy just growing up that I looked forward to, on and off the field, like mm-hmm. just his work ethic and like. I just think everything he did with soccer, like none of it was, I mean, granted he's got crazy genetics and yeah, like, sure. but yeah. he worked like yeah. he yeah. could be put the work in. Yeah. Yeah. He could look how he is, but like suck, suck. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but he had to work like yeah. 
everything he did like he worked for that and like his so everything sure. he's doing like business wise like he's just an inspiration to me yeah, for sure and then uh lastly what makes you mad happy what makes me mad happy uh it's gonna sound weird but mad ha- like what makes me mad happy is honestly just like the movie theater experience I love that. I yeah, love that. I feel like that's where my happy place is. I love just like I went to the movies last night, bro. It's literally like my favorite thing to do. I also. love it. Yeah. Go to the movie. Like we ha- we literally have yeah. like TVs here that we could watch movies on, but yeah. it's not the same. Like I'm like, let's go out. Like let's and, go and movie popcorn. Theaters, yeah. They like feel the AMC same stuff. everywhere, so it like takes you back. Exactly. Into, like, exactly. Super nostalgic. Yeah. Old time. Now they got the recliner seats too. Yeah. Like <laughs> some popcorn and icy and good movie. Great. It's nothing oh, yeah, better. Icy's. Um. Well, no, thank you. We really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, like, guys. Your story yeah. obviously is super inspirational. I feel like just beginning also. So keep doing what you're doing. Obviously, we're we're big supporters. And uh, thank you again. Thanks, dude. Thank you, guys. It was amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening and a big thank you to Noah for welcoming us into his home, coming on the show and just being a part of everything that comes with being a guest on our show. It's 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 not always easy. Yeah, big big shout out to Noah. Really 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 fun time being together uh, at his crib like you said. Excited to see see where he takes his career. I think he's so young. Uh, he has so much opportunity ahead of him, so we'll definitely be supporting. As always, make sure to check out our partnership with Cash App. We're giving out money every week for you guys to use in whatever way you want for your mental health. And if you want to support the show, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in next week for our conversation with, you guys won't believe who we got on, to talk about mental health. Peace. The Mad Happy Podcast is brought to you by Optimism.